ECFA is now over 2,400 members strong. Join us in the celebration today as we sit down with Todd Wilson, President and CEO of Exponential, ECFA's 2,400th member. Informing, encouraging, and supporting your church. You're listening to the Excellence in Church Administration podcast from ECFA. Well, hey everyone, Happy New Year, and welcome back to another Excellence in Church Administration podcast. This is your host, Michael Martin from ECFA. Well, hey, we get to kick off the new year and a new season of the podcast in a really special way as we celebrate our ECFA community passing another major milestone. So by God's grace last year, we welcomed a record 217 new churches and ministries into ECFA membership, including our 2,400th member. And uh, we really are just in awe of what God is doing and are honored to serve this growing community that's taking a stand for financial integrity and accountability before their givers in a watching world. And the good news really just gets better today, and that is to help us celebrate this big milestone, we have the privilege of welcoming our 2,400th member, Exponential, to the podcast today. Exponential is a worldwide church planning ministry with a vision to see an expanding number of movements of healthy, reproducing faith communities. And here at ECFA, we have appreciated Exponential's ministry for years, and it's an honor to officially welcome them into ECFA membership. I can't wait for you as our listeners to learn more about their ministry on the podcast today. So without further ado, our special guest today is Todd Wilson, who serves as the president and CEO of Exponential. Uh, Todd, congratulations again on ECFA certification, and thanks so much for taking the time to be with us on the podcast today. Well, Michael, thank you. It's great to be with you today, and we're thrilled to be the 2400. So uh, thank you. Well, that's awesome. Well, hey, why don't you start? I know many of our listeners would just be very familiar with Exponential and who you are and what you do, but uh, maybe for those who don't, tell us a little bit about you and uh, the story of how you all got started. Sure. Well, we're, uh, we are now uh, going on 14 years old. We were started in 2006. Uh, we're a nonprofit organization. Uh, at our core, we, you know, if you want to boil it down really simply, we're activists for healthy church multiplication. Uh, we distribute thought leadership. Uh, we are, if you think about what the Chamber of Commerce is in business, the Chamber of Commerce doesn't compete with any businesses. They advocate for business. So they come alongside all the businesses and, and advocate for business policy. We're like the Chamber of Commerce in the church planting and multiplication space. We uh, don't compete with any organizations. We advocate for healthy church planting and multiplication. So in that context, uh, we we work with over a hundred different networks and denominations, uh, a wide range of offerings. We uh, we have uh, ten over ten events uh, around the country each year now, with over ten thousand people attending. And uh, if you if you think about all the different resource types. Uh, we've got a footprint in each resource type. We, uh, you know, over 100 ebooks. We have online courses, uh, learning communities, events, webinars. Uh, we uh, coordinate the uh, church planting and multiplication content and outreach magazine. So uh, we try to just uh, 
really anywhere thought leaderships needed to be put out in the church planting multiplication space, we're trying to be there. We uh, started, like I said, in 2006, there was a, uh, a conference that had been running for 35 years called the National New Church Conference out of the Independent mm. Christian Churches. And uh, they were trying to figure out what to do with that conference. It was actually a very good conference. It typically ran about 200 people. It was 35 years old. And, you know, the title, the National New Church Conference, they, they felt like they either needed to uh, make it national or, you know, maybe think about shutting it down. And uh, I just happened to be at the right place at the right time. I was uh, running a number of different church planting ministries at the time and the networking opportunity to get involved and, you know, try to help take this thing to be a national thing. Uh, the timing was just really good. So that first year, uh, you know, we had 35 years of history of a conference that was running 200 people. And I kid you not, Michael, we did not know what we were doing. I had never coordinated <laughs> a conference in my life. Um, and I want you to imagine uh, you're going to start this new thing. Um, I was at the time on staff at the church that I'm at now, one of the founding churches of Exponential. And uh, uh, we had no money in the bank, no checking account, no official name, no nonprofit status. And yet we're going to run this national uh, thing. So our, our roots are very organic. The first year I didn't get paid. Uh, we just had to scrape to get by, you know, that kind of sets the DNA of the, you know, the frugality we have at Exponential that we, our first year really didn't have a budget to even work with. But, uh, by God's grace, that first year, uh, this event, uh, after 35 years of running about 200 people sold out with 900 people at it. So we really wow. did kind of see the national get put in the national, um, the second year, it, it, it went to 1,800 people. The third year, to 2,700 people. And I feel like for the last 13 or 14 years, we've just sort of been chasing a, a big boulder down the hill. It's, you know, we haven't had to push up hard. It's really been kind of chasing what's happening. And I, I think it's a testimony not to what we've done, but we were at the right place at the right time getting in on this. I mean, God was up to something in the church planting and multiplication space, and we just happened to get in at the right time. No, that's great. I think uh, it's awesome to hear that history. I didn't know some of that going uh, back that far, and uh, it is amazing. Thank you guys for just being willing, uh, you know, to be used by God in the ways that you have, and you talk about kind of being at the right place and at the right time, and it's it seems to me like, um, I mean, we're seeing, you know, in a broader sense, people are coming together around just understanding the need for church planning, the passion for church planning. You know, can you maybe speak to that a little bit and really what your role is? Um, you know, I, I see a lot with Exponential um, just sort of being out there to accelerate multiplication. Tell us a little bit about, you know, what that means for you all. Sure. I'll, I'll split that into two parts. So, I mean, the importance of church planting, you know, if you think about, it's easy with family history to think about your family of origin and your family roots. And, you know, you can trace back to your grandfather, great-grandfather, great-great-great-grandfather. But sometimes we forget that, you know, you and I have a spiritual root that goes back, you know, to the disciples or the first century church. I mean, there's this continuity of a family line and that family line goes through churches. It's, it's, uh, you know, a church is started, a church dies, a church starts, a church dies. And so there's sort of this paradoxical thing that 
you know, here we are 2,000 years later. There's not a single church still around today that was around 2,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. And yet we have the continuity of, of more Christians in the world today than there's ever been in history. And, and, the, and the pipeline or the conduit for that obviously is disciple making, but the mechanism for the organizational part of it's the church. So if, if, the, if the truth of the reality is everything has a season under the sun, things are born, things live, they die, churches are the same way. Like I said, not a single church is around today that was around 2,000 years ago, and yet the church is the plan for perpetuating things forward. So it's impossible to not see the importance of church planting in that. I mean, if, if churches are going to be born and have a season and then die, uh, we've got to make sure that the number of new churches being born isn't just keeping up with things, but contextually in society, we're doing church planting in a way that's reaching into each nook and cranny of society and, and, and reaching people in, in new and different ways via the church. So, you know, that's the, you know, what I would say is sort of the just reality of why church planting needs to, to be important. You can, you can look at the different studies and the different experts that are out there. I mean, most of the studies that are done show that it's the newer church, you know, the newer churches is where you see the higher conversion rates. You see a lot of things happening. I mean, it, it, you know, some people will say that it's actually church planting that's the most effective form of evangelism out there. Mm. So for a lot of reasons, we've got to, you know, keep the focus on the church planting. Now, for us, the second part of your question, you know, what do we try to do? You know, what's our role at Exponential or what do we try to do? Um, we realized a couple of years ago that, especially here in the West, um, our definition of success in church is very, very strongly rooted in a, in a growth, a, an addition growth orientation. Right. And, and, and there's really not a strong normative scorecard measure of success that's in, in more the reproduction and multiplication side of things. Um, most churches, I mean, if you think about sub- churches that are subtracting or plateauing, what are they aspiring to? They'd like to turn that around and be growing. So, you know, what do we celebrate every year? The list of the 100 biggest churches, the 100 fastest growing churches. Most of what we celebrate as success has to do with, with an addition growth kind of orientation. Here's the problem. Um, how you add makes all the difference. <laughs> and if, if we don't add the right way, we won't be able to see reproduction and multiplication happening. And, and what I mean by that is we've, we've moved to where disciple-making, Jesus' way, is not the normative way of adding in churches. In, in the church growth movement, we've put marketing and Sunday services and killer good outreach events. You know, the formula that's there for how to grow a church is a programmatic formula. Unfortunately, it's not a disciple-making formula. And here's the challenge. What program in the history of the world has ever reproduced itself? Programs don't reproduce. Programs consume. And so our challenge at Exponential is we've got an operating system in place in the U.S. church that values addition and growth. That's a good thing, valuing addition. 
but the operating system is adding in a way that inherently can't turn around and reproduce. And the product that we're often getting is much more of a cultural Christianity kind of setting. So our role is to really champion a more biblical method of, a, of adding, you know, disciple-making Jesus' way. And then the fruit of that biblical disciple-making, we really want to see reproduction and multiplication happening. Um, when we started, at least about 10 years ago now, our best estimate was that about only 4% of U.S. churches ever reproduced. So just let that sink in. 96% of U.S. churches never reproduce. If you were to put that in human terms, if 96 out of 100 adults never had kids, we'd be in real big trouble. Um, <laughs> right. And, and so our mission at Exponential became, you know, if, if only 4% of U.S. churches are reproducing, that means that reproduction and multiplication is not a normative measure of success for the U.S. church. Our mission is to see reproduction and multiplication become a normative measure of success. The good news is we did a study with LifeWay Research earlier this year. Um, the best estimate right now is about 7% of U.S. churches are reproducing. Awesome. Um, sociologists say you've got to get about 16% of a population behaving a certain way for it to be normal. So our mission's really simple. We want to see the percentage of U.S. churches that reproduce move from 7% to 16%. And when that happens, we will shut Exponential down. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. Well, hey, you are, you're well on your way. And uh, we just pray God's blessing as you continue doing that. Thank you for challenging the way that we think about these things. And um, even from the biblical standpoint, that reproducing model, that's so important. Um, maybe just to piggyback, too, on one of the things, Todd, that you had said earlier, I loved this in your history, and uh, something obviously we're passionate about here at ECFA, but um, you kind of talked about how one of your core values has become you know, frugality, it's stewardship. How do you think stewardship has been just an important ingredient as you've seen the impact of Exponential uh, obviously growing over the years? Yeah, it's... Um... Like I described in our founding, we, you know, when you're going to try to pull together a national conference with national leaders and all the different things, and there's no budget, uh, we, it, it kind of was a mandated value, <laughs> this frugality and stewardship. <laughs> you had no other choice. <laughs> we, we didn't have any other choice. But here's what happened. Um, you start getting innovative. You start looking and saying, well, how do we barter? In it? Okay, we, we need to do marketing. Can we get a sponsor who would do marketing for us in exchange for a sponsorship? Uh, okay, we need banners at the conference. Can we get a sponsor who would do the banners for us? Um, and basically, we were looking for every possible way to not have to write checks. Is there a way to actually barter in exchange for things? Um, and that would oftentimes work out better for the vendors because you know their margins and things would uh, would be better for them than them writing a check. So um, I think that you know just the reality of the frugality of us not having money in the checking account is what really drove things. And now through the years, um, it's it's just continued that way. It's uh, we're we're pretty nutty about. You know, let's not spend money if we don't have to spend money, and let's make sure we're uh, we're getting the very best thing we can. We, uh, you know, I mean, this is probably what a lot of nonprofits do, but I mean, if you were to look at our travel policy, you know, we 
everything we do in travel is the cheapest possible thing. Benchmark it against Southwest Airlines and, you know, we use Costco travel and get the, you know, 30% lower rates on things. I mean, that's just how we function in everything we do. Good. Well, kudos to you guys for not letting that, you know, piece of your history get lost because uh, sometimes, it, you know, we can tend to do that. So we appreciate how you guys have really elevated stewardship. And again, you know, congratulations on the ECFA certification, which is, uh, you know, so related to that from a stewardship standpoint. You know, maybe tell us, too, for those who are listening, um, you know, what prompted uh, you all to take this step towards becoming an ECFA member. What makes you most excited about it? Yeah, um, you know, it's ironically it it's it's kind of related to this frugality and stewardship thing. For you know, we're like I said, founded in two thousand six. If if you think about the that guy in middle school that you knew that was like six foot two in middle school and could you know slam dunk the basketball as a middle schooler. Um, You've got this adolescent who looks like an adult, but isn't really an adult. Um, that's kind of how up until a couple of years ago, we realized a couple of years ago, you know, we look like this big, healthy adult at Exponential, but we're really kind of an overgrown adolescent. <laughs> and it, it's time for us to really, amidst this frugality thing that we've got going on, we really do, and in order to scale and take advantage of all these future opportunities that are in front of us right now, we, we've got to have our processes in place the right way. We, we Eventually, we're going to need to start thinking more about, uh, you know, grants and donors. Uh, we've been a program activity-based organization for years without having to rely on grants and donors, but the way God's putting new opportunities in front of us, we know we're going to need to be going after more uh, grants and donor things. So. All of those things, this idea of we, we really need to look at what it means to grow up, um, you know, on that list of things we needed to grow up is, you know, we need some kind of accountability measure for our financial standards. We need something that, you know, can help us benchmark, uh, you know, not just so we can go show external people that we've done well, but internally we know we're meeting a standard of, uh, of excellence on things. So that that's what drove us to to go after the accreditation. Sure. Well, hey, we are honored to partner with you in that process and uh, believe the believe the certification will go a long way in doing that. Um, well, hey, we have talked a lot about, you know, just sort of where God has uh, brought you from, where you're at currently. Let's maybe dream a little bit. Um, you know, what is next on the horizon for Exponential? And uh, I'm going to sneak in a, a second part again. I'm guilty of that a lot. <laughs> and that is how can others, you know, be involved in supporting some of the work that you're doing? Right. Well, we, uh, we've really had the blessing just with, with the way things have played out with, you know, probably more amazing opportunities on the horizon than what we actually have capacity to deliver on. So we're, we're definitely in one of those seasons where we're having to be very, uh, intentional, very careful about what we what we work on. Um, because our core mission is multiplication, we're always burdened by, well, what does it mean for us to multiply? So we've got our big uh, event in Orlando coming up here in March that'll have 5,500 uh, people at it. And it would be very easy, you know, I've talked about this difference between addition growth versus reproduction and multiplication. 
it would be very easy for someone to come to that event in Orlando with 5,500 people and say, well, gee, it just seems like you're a big addition, that you keep getting bigger, more events. It seems like you're adding. So what does it mean for an organization like ours to actually reproduce or multiply? Not to just keep adding and getting bigger, but to reproduce and multiply. And so what, what the, the path that we're on, and I'll, and I'll give a couple of examples, um, we've been asked by leaders in almost every continent at this point to bring an exponential to the various continents. And we're very slow to do that. We don't want to be the missionaries that swoop in and, you know, what do we know about church planting in Europe at this point or something? So, um, and, and Europe's a good example. For multiple years, we had leaders in Europe that wanted exponential in Europe. And we finally figured out that, you know, after building relationships with leaders in Europe and having a core group of strong leaders there with a pipeline of church planters, hey, why don't we reproduce exponential instead of adding to it in Europe? Why don't hmm. we start a new exponential Europe organization run by Europeans? We can be part of it. We can, you know, we'll be in a position of pouring gas on what they're doing helping them, giving them our stuff, helping them launch with momentum, not having to reinvent the wheel on things. So earlier in 2019, we birthed uh, Exponential Europe. It's a separate nonprofit in Europe that's got its own board. It's run by Europeans. And as an example, if, if we were trying to do that as a U.S.-based thing, you know, there's a path that would happen there. But here's what's happening. There... They just birthed this nonprofit. Their first global event will be in Berlin in October 2020. Wow. They'll have over 2,000 people at this event. It will be the <laughs> largest church planting co uh, gathering in the history of Europe. Wow. And that I don't think that would be possible if we simply had a how do we add to exponent, you know, how do we do it from here? And so that model of, Let's come alongside and reproduce exponential into new settings. Um, what's on our horizon right now, uh, we want to come alongside and help birth a, a Latino-led multiplication ministry like Exponential that will a board of stewards of Latino leaders and a, an executive, a Latino executive director. And we just want to give everything Exponential has to this new ministry hmm. um, as a way of reproducing exponential into a new into a new context. So um, most of what we're thinking about in the future right now in terms of new initiatives is how do we give exponential away? How do we reproduce it into something new that we don't actually have to run it, but we can give away everything we have for somebody else to run? No, that's awesome. And that just comes back to, I love uh being the stewards that you have been, how that's really positioned you to be generous as well. Um, and that's so awesome. Um, one of the things that you kind of snuck in there that I think would be really helpful too uh, for folks I want to uh, unpack a little bit is just this on the U.S. side, uh, the the large gathering you have coming up in March with the uh, with the Exponential 2020 National Conference. Um, tell us a little bit more about that, and then also, um, you know, how do folks get signed up? How do they get plugged in? Right. Well, it, it's register.exponential.org. So register.exponential.org to sign up. Um, the Orlando events are a large flagship event. It will sell out, and it's going to sell out soon. Like, the event's in March, but we're anticipating it's going to sell out here, probably sell out by February. So, uh, you know, you don't want to wait if 
you're wanting to get to that. Um, we, one of the things we do, Michael, is every year we have a theme for the whole year. We look out about two years into the future. We're working on 2021 right now. We have been for about six months. And what we're trying to do is shape and influence for a whole year the conversation that happens in the church planting and multiplication space. So for 2020, um, the Orlando event is our first event of the year. Um, the theme is Together, the Great Collaboration. Um, it's out of John 17. We're all familiar with, you know, Great Commission, Great Commandment, Great Commission, Great Commandment. We're suggesting there's a third element, which is the Great Collaboration, the unity piece, that it's hmm. Go Love Together. Yeah. And so if you can if you can picture three overlapping circles, the Great Commission, the Great Commandment, the Great Collaboration, um, that's our focus. That's the framework that we have for all of 2020. Um, and then within that idea of the Great Collaboration, if you can just picture in your mind uh, five concentric circles, um, this together theme, we've got together with God is at the core. Together as a family is the second out of that. Together as a team, together as a church, together as a network or a tribe. So we're we're going to be addressing all five of those elements of being together. Together with God, together with family, together with team, together with church, together with tri uh, with your network or tribe. And uh, that that'll shape and inform how we're doing the event uh, there. And if people can't make it to the Orlando event, we have. Uh, uh, probably nine other events the rest of the year, regional events that range from, let's see, San Francisco, Los Angeles, Houston, Chicago, Boise, Idaho, uh, Washington, D.C., New York City. Uh, we've got, you know, a whole range of events across the country that, uh, that go after the same theme. Well, great. No, and speaking of kind of staying up to date with you all, one of the other things I picked up on was uh, it looks like the launch of not just one podcast, but maybe two podcasts there at Exponential. So, um, you know, tell us a little bit about those. And if folks want to stay in touch with you guys, um, is that something they ought to look into as well? Right. Yeah, we, we have two new podcasts that are launching. The first is called the Reproducing Churches podcast. I should have mentioned this earlier that that statistic that 7% of churches are reproducing and we want to see that move to 16%. Um, we partnered with Outreach Magazine earlier this year. You know, every year their biggest edition is the one that has their 100 fastest growing churches and their 100 largest churches. Uh, they see the importance of the church planting and multiplication conversation. So they've now added um, 100 reproducing churches to their annual edition, um, you know, so they can start giving equal emphasis to, to, to church planting and multiplication. So we're their partner to to find the 100 reproducing churches and validate the 100 reproducing churches. In the process of doing that this year, which we did, we have an online assessment tool that any church can take to see what their level of multiplication is. Um, we got so excited in the stories that we were hearing from these reproducing churches. Hmm. I, I, not to digress, but if the last 35 years characterizes the church growth movement, Right in front of our eyes right now, I think we're going to look back in a decade, two decades, we're entering into the church reproduction era at this point. Mm. When you look at what's happening in these reproducing churches, the 7% of churches that are focused on reproduction, it's amazing. The stories are inspirational. 
So our first podcast, the Reproducing Churches podcast, is to start telling the stories of what's happening in these reproducing churches. Um, the second uh, podcast is just a pure straight up, all of these frameworks for multiplication that we have at Exponential and our, you know, every year, the annual theme content, we're going to do the best of content. So there will be a continuous flow of some of our more prominent made stage speakers from Andy Stanley to Francis Chan and on down the line. So every week there will be a, a, a podcast episode uh, that links to, to some of our core multiplication content. So those two will be kicking off here uh, here soon. Love it. That is so awesome. Um, and uh, I know we're coming down to the end of our time together, Todd. So just thanks again for uh, being willing to take a little time away from all that, you know, you all have in front of you right now. And uh, from all of us at ECFA, we're just really excited to partner with you in all these great things that God is doing through through your church planning efforts. Well, Michael, it's so good to be partnered with you guys. We appreciate the work that you guys do. It's really important to what's happening in the kingdom, and we just uh, applaud you for uh, you guys sticking at what you do and doing it better than anybody else. So thank you. Well, hey, thank you so much. It's definitely our pleasure. And uh, I know on the podcast, uh, there may be some church planners who have uh, you know joined us for listening today. Uh, maybe just a quick mention here, too, from ECFA. One of our gifts to you is a free resource that's called churchexcel.org. So at churchexcel.org, you will find hundreds of free resources and practical tools to help you do financial integrity and accountability well, just like Exponential we've been talking about today. So some of those resources are sample policies, webinars, assessments, eBooks, and more. And then also to all of our listeners in the podcast community, if your ministry is one of the 2,400 organizations that are certified by ECFA today, we just want to say thank you for being part of this amazing milestone and appreciate your continued commitment to financial integrity and accountability. And you know, if your church or ministry hasn't yet taken that step, what a great goal that would be for 2020. You can learn more about ECFA's integrity standards for members at ecfa.church standards. And if you have any questions at all about certification, or if there's anything our team can do to serve you, please get in touch with us. You can just email podcast at ecfa.org. Well, hey, thanks again for joining us today, and we look forward to being with you again soon for another Excellence in Church Administration podcast.